Welcome to the Money Shot Sports Podcast. The NFL offseason is upon us, folks. They are going to go over some big head coaching changes and what to watch for this year in free agency. Also, March Madness is upon us. They are going to give our bold predictions on who we think will take home the crown. It's all coming up next here, folks, on the Money Shot Sports Podcast. Nader. Peter. What's going on, man? You know, man, same old, same old. Same old, same old. We're going to go ahead and get started here. He's Nathan Sheridan. I'm Deontay Pete. This is the Money Shot Sports Podcast. Nate, it's been since what? Super Bowl Sunday since we last did one of these? (laughs) Yeah, we've been busy, man. Busy traveling and um lots lots been going on so um i apologize in advance i'm little you know getting over a cold so if i sound a little congested that's that's where that's from so <clears throat> nate you said you're doing all right how was your week man good it's last week i'll be in indiana for the next two weeks i'm excited i get to go to virginia to train so that'll be fun nice nice it's always good to you know, move up in the, in your industry and, um, you know, they're giving you the opportunity to go out to Virginia and kind of get that experience and, uh, you know, hope to hope that goes well for you. I know I've been, um, two weeks ago, I was in Nashville with my now fiance. <laughs> so, you know, was able to, uh, pop the question down there and came back, uh, you know, engaged man. So it's a lot's, Lots been going on, and this past week I was in Columbus, Ohio for work, and got to go back hopefully next week. So this seems like a little weekly thing they're going to have me do is go out to Columbus every um, <clears throat> Monday through Wednesday, and and uh, excuse me Tuesday through Wednesday, and uh, come back. And yeah, so I said lots been going on. So uh, you know we're glad to be back. So we dive in here quickly. <clears throat> a little bit to cover here in this today's show. Nate, we talk a little bit about Eric Bieniemy, the former offensive coordinator for from the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, probably, probably had probably one of the better offensive schemes in all of in all of the NFL, and has hoisted two Super Bowl uh, trophies. Started started out his playing career with the San Diego Chargers back in '91. Played for the Bengals, and then played a year with the with the Philadelphia Eagles. Second round pick back in 1991 from the University of Colorado. So, um, a guy who who was kind of in this Chiefs organization <clears throat> started out as a running backs coach in 2013. And then got the offensive coordinator position in 2018, and in just four years, got two Super Bowls, and um, now he is the new assistant head coach, offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. So, Nate, we talked a little bit about Eric uh, Bieniemy. Um, most people are criticizing him for taking this job. A lot of people are saying, you know, he probably should have just stayed and and KC and you know, continue that culture there of, of, of having a great offense. But some people say that it it could could have been a good move for him. Because here's the thing. 
<clears throat> you see a lot of these, excuse me, sorry. <clears throat> you see a lot of these offensive coordinators, these defensive coordinators, um, a lot of them want that opportunity. They, they want the opportunity to go to another team to be a head coach or maybe be a, um, if you're DC, be a, be a, be a DC for another team. So, <clears throat> and I think a lot of it has to come down to kind of what their what that coach, what, what that coach has planned or has, has had planned, you know, Hey, my plans are to be a head coach for this. My, my head coach, are, my, my plans are to be an, a head coach in the league, or if they're just content with being defensive coordinator, offense coordinator, special teams coordinator. I mean, you see all these coaches within these organizations, they get moved around year after year. And, um, you might see a special teams coordinator go to a, a defensive defensive assistant. So, Nate, I I hear a lot about Eric Bieniemy, and you know, ever since he, ever since he landed in uh in, in DC with the Commanders, like you said, people people have been giving him an earful about it, and I don't know if it's. Oh hey, the Commanders are a falling franchise. Their owner, their owner is in legal trouble. I mean, there's there's so many there's so many things that you can go that you can that you can take away from that. The Commanders can't fill their seats at their stadium. They're talking about trying to build a new stadium. I mean, there's I I don't know how much the Commanders have invested in their franchise. Um, like I said, you know it's. They're not. I wouldn't call them a poverty franchise, but they just they they're one of those teams that they've been around for a very long time, and they've had two different team names since then. They've had the, the they were the Redskins and Washington's football team during the COVID year, and <clears throat> and uh, now they're the Commanders. So um, ownership has has been kind of ownership hasn't been the greatest as, as we've heard about Dan Snyder and you know, their, their person, I mean, not their personnel, but their, their team as, as a, as a whole, I mean, their, their quarterback, they, they says Eric B thinks he might roll with Sam, Sam Howell this year um, says that they have a free agent quarterback in uh, Taylor Heineke. They might try to uh, work a deal out to keep him there, but you know, this, this team can be really good and they can be, they can be complete. But they just, it's just, it starts, it starts in the front office, Nate. So, Nate, I want to hear from your your perspective. What do you think about this Eric Bieniemy um, trash talk? Well, Pete, this is a very interesting one. I mean, I understand where Bieniemy is in his career. You know, it's it sucks to see that a man of his caliber. You know, as you said, he's been working for the Chiefs for a while now. He's been to like three to four AFC championships. He's won two Super Bowls with one of the best quarterbacks, arguably top five quarterback of all time already. And that man doesn't get a head coaching job. I'm flabbergasted he doesn't have a head coaching job. There's no way that – and they go, well, we've interviewed him. He just isn't a good interview. Some people aren't the best interview job interviewees, but they are great workers and they can do a bunch of stuff. And I feel like that's where Bienemy was at in his thought process. He's like, well, they don't want me. No one thinks I'm worth it. Well, if I can go to the Washington Commanders, who is a poverty franchise, or as you said, Dan Snyder is in legal issues and he's selling the team by next year, 
reportedly. I don't know if he will. Who knows? But if he can win with not no good quarterback play, then he'll be like the hottest head coaching candidate next year. And, you know, it's I think he'll be okay. I think that the commanders need to go out and get him a quarterback because Sam Howell had one game last year, and that was week 18 against the Cowboys, and he played okay. He had like 191 passing yards, two touchdowns, and I think one pick. It wasn't horrible, but, you know, Sam Howell isn't going to save your career. He's not going to save your team. And this week they cut Carson Wentz, so they got his money off the books, which is good because he had a fat contract for being a backup quarterback to – Whoever he is now, well, yeah, I they have they to. Said, I think they said that <clears throat> they said that it releases twenty three million dollars in cap space. So, um, oh yeah, you know, so they they got that. But a- anyway, yeah, it, so that's good. They got him off the books. They have Taylor Heineke, who I think is a quality backup, and you know he can start when he does. And the team played very well at the end. I was a big fan of Heineke and the Commanders. I was wanting them and the Lions to swoop in and take the last playoff spot, but they didn't. So I think that the enemy is going to have his hands tied. You know, they got he's going with Ron Rivera, who's a defensive-minded coach. Their defensive line and Chase Young, he was out majority of the season. I don't even know if he played very much last year, probably like one game. And so that defense has talent, and the offense – does have talent. They have Dotson. They have McLaurin. They have two running backs in Gibson and um, can't think of his name. He was his name Robinson. I think his name's Robinson. Yeah, Brian got, Robinson. Yeah, Brian Robinson. He got shot. Yeah, that was the guy who got shot. They have a lot of talent, and I think if they would just go get a quarterback, heck, go get a Jimmy G if he's there. Go get a Derek Carr. Go get you a conservative quarterback who can run the enemy system. The thing is, he runs like a West Coast RPO offense. He likes to move the quarterback out, so I don't know if they would be a good fit for it. I heard yesterday, Pete, they were looking at maybe Washington had a huge package to send to the Ravens to go get Lamar, but that fell through reportedly. I don't know. So I think Enemy is doing the only thing he can do because every team is overlooking him. The fact that all these coaches that worked under the Bill Belichick era and the Andy Reid era, they're all getting jobs. But this guy who's been under Andy Reid, one of the top five coaches of all time, and no one will argue with me for that, and he can't get a job. Matt Nagy, the old coach for the Chicago Bears, Pete, he was a quarterback coach with Mahomes for one year. He never called any plays, became a head coach. How? That doesn't make sense. (laughs) <laughs> but the enemy, the enemy can't. Honestly, I've I've heard all the reports, and I think it's a bit of a about his race, and you know that's that's why they put in the Rooney Rule, and I'm not gonna go b- deep into it, but I think it does that factors into it. They didn't want to hire him because of his race, and that's sad. But I hope the enemy does well. I think if he can just get a conservative offense in a strong division, that's what's upsetting about it is that Biennemi is going into a uh, conference and division that are starting to get very competitive. The Giants 
once they signed Danny Dimes and Saquon back and they could possibly get D-Hop, they were in the playoff hunt. The Commanders were in the playoff hunt. Eagles and Cowboys always in the hunt. So hopefully Enemy does well. I really hope he gets an opportunity to coach. If he waits next year and the Bears do bad, I'd love to have him come coach Fields for one year, and then we'd have to restructure his contract. But, yeah, Pete, I think Eric Bieniemy is – doing this to prove that he can be a good head coach and call plays since he sat under Eric or Andy Reid and he called the plays. So we'll have to see, but I'm, I'm a big fan of Eric B Yeah. I mean, you make a good point, Nate. And I, I think that, uh, you know, I, 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 I like Eric B I, I think he's, I think he's the right guy for the job. And, you know, we look at the Washington commanders, Last year they were five hundred. They were eight, eight and one, and given a tie with the uh, the Giants. But the the NFC East last year was 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 kind of a tough division, um, <clears throat> to say the least. I mean, every team in this division had a by uh, either five hundred or better record. So you know, give credit to the Commanders, and they don't have. I mean, their personnel wise on, on their roster. I mean, they they're pretty deep at most positions. <clears throat> you talk about Terry McLaurin, you, you mentioned, um, you mentioned Antonio Gibson and uh, Brian, uh, Brian Robinson, who Brian Robinson had arguably a, uh, you know, for, for him to had, had what happened in the preseason. He, he actually, he actually turned out to be a pretty good running back and they, you know, Curtis Samuel guy that they have in that offense. I mean, that that's they uh, Logan Thomas as a tight end defensively. They're not bad. Uh, but they obviously they could be better. Chase Young was was if Chase Young I think if Chase Young played the whole season they're they're probably a uh, a nine or ten win team. But you know I I just think that this Commanders team has so much potential, but nobody wants to buy into that because uh because of ownership and because of head coaching and and all the other things that go that go into the mix of it. So a lot of things you can kind of watch for you know moving forward and, and here on out, but it's, um, you know, you don't, you don't really, I mean, I, I, I guess, I guess for myself, like for, 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 you know, being a, as being a Pittsburgh fan, I guess it's different because I, I, I haven't, you know, I've, since I've been able to watch, since I've been a Steelers fan, Mike Tomlin has been the head coach and that's been 17, about almost 17 years. Um, that he's he's been the head coach so they they hadn't had the change at the head coaching position because you know they trust they put all their trust and they and and Pittsburgh and 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 uh you know the Rooney family and um they all I mean they Mike Tom is a good coach he's never had a losing season he he knows how to deal with he knows how to deal with adversity and um knows knows how to take on challenges so that's why that's why he's arguably one of the best coaches um today and you know, given the fact that he's only got two Super Bowl rings and um, in that span span of time, but you know, there's just a like, like I said, there's just a lot that goes into it as a collective. So, um, but you know, we is as you know, we kind of talk about this this coaching carousel, and um, y- you know, and and we talk about some of these other players, Nate, that that could be going elsewhere. Um, one of one of the things I've been hearing is that. Aaron Rodgers could could likely end up in in um, 
in Vegas with uh, with 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 his fellow uh, ex teammate Devontae Adams. What, what have you heard about that? Yeah, Pete, it, it has been reported, and I have read it. I know he went into his uh, <clears throat> my bad, <clears throat> God dang it, uh, seclusion, and he came out and he said he'd have his response. He hasn't really came out to say what he wants to do. But I've heard and I've read that Devontae has posted a few things on Instagram and other forms of social media, and he's doing pretty well. And I I think it would work. I think Aaron Rodgers would definitely fit the mold out there. It would be a new change of scenery for him. I think that it's just getting stale in the Packers organization with him and Rodgers – or Rodgers and the Packers organization. They just – I think they're just – that bridge is getting burnt, even though they'll celebrate him for years like they did Favre. Um, I think it would work with Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, and they're going to either franchise him or they're going to sign Josh Jacobs. Question is, Pete, who will that quarterback be? And I, if it's Aaron Rodgers, that'd be okay. I, I don't think it makes a big difference, though, because you're in the AFC West, which is the defending Super Bowl champions division in the Chiefs. And Denver just got a brand new coach and Sean Payton, who's a legendary coach for the New Orleans Saints, but got traded for like a first round or two first rounders. And I wouldn't take away from Russell Wilson. You know, I've been known to say Broncos country, let's ride and mock him a little bit because I believed in him. And then he showed that he wasn't doing very well, but that division is still very tough. They got Russell Wilson. They got Mahomes, they have Justin Herbert. So I think Vegas would need Rodgers or a quarterback of that caliber, but he's not going to push that needle any. I think he might put him a little, a step up. Their defense, Pete, they can't stop anybody. I remember watching week 18 Niners and uh, Raiders and their defense, they just got, they got blown out. They just, no one could stop them. So the Raiders' defense needs a lot of work. So no matter if you have an offense, if you don't have a defense that can stop a team, it won't matter. So I personally think if I'm Rodgers, I just stay in Green Bay and retire. Don't pull a Favre. Just stay there. Take the $50 million, $60 million. And maybe that's just because I'm a Bears fan and I want to see the Packers organization crumble. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's exactly what I'm saying. But – I would take the money. Jordan Love's already requested a trade because he doesn't know what Rodgers is doing, and we don't know what Jordan Love can do. He's only played like three games. But, yeah, Pete, this is going to be an interesting one. I think it's either Rodgers to Vegas, stays in Green Bay, or goes to New York. It's one of those three. So we will see, though, Pete. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a carousel, man, and, and you talk about – all of these quarterbacks and it seems like that's the biggest thing in the offseason of NFL. They don't care too much about wide receivers. They don't care too much about defensive guys. It's all about quarterback. And I get it. The quarterback is arguably the most, you know, most important position on the field um, next to like a, a offensive tackle or, um, or, 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 or a defensive back, whatever you want to call it. But um and that's just it, man. Like the Raiders, the Raiders. I thought this AFC West division was was going to be really tough at the beginning of the year. I was like, holy, holy cow! Like, you got Mahomes, you got Herbert, you got uh, Russell Wilson, you got um, 
you, you got Derek Carr and the Raiders. They didn't do too bad in the 2021 season. Um, but, you know, they, they had a lot of stuff going on with, with Gruden, but that's, um, that's besides the fact, but this Raiders team can be so good if they, if they just, you know, if they have the right guys in the right positions on, on the field, because don't get me wrong, Josh Jacobs, they had our, his best season was one of the best running backs in the league. And they declined his fifth year option at the beginning of this year. So hopefully they might try to work out a, uh, a, a, a multi-year deal with him and uh, try to keep him there. So, and then not only do you have, not only that, you also have like, you know, Derek Carr where, where, where he could land and, um, like I said, Lamar Jackson. So there's there's a lot you can talk about with, within this kind of within this uh, this off season, and it's uh, it, it's crazy to think because the combine's happening right now in Indianapolis, and you know you, you talk about C.J. Stroud, Will Will uh, Will Levis, Bryce Young, and all and all these other quarterbacks who are competing um, to 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 get drafted high, and C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud said, hey, I've been the best quarterback in college in the last two years. He said, look at it on film. He said, the film's there, which I wouldn't disagree. I, as much as of a Ohio State fan that I am, you know, it sucks to see that he made the decision to leave, but I'm also happy for the kid. And um, I think he deserves it. And a lot of people say that Ohio State quarterbacks don't tend to make it in the league. I think this day and age, it's, it's, it's I, I would say rightfully so. That's that's true. That's been true because <clears throat> you go back. I mean, you go back to the uh, the 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 Troy Smith days, the Terrell Pryor when Terrell Pryor went from playing quarterback to wide receiver, Braxton Miller, um, uh, Cardell Jones, JT Barrett. I mean, all these other guys, and I and Dwayne Haskins, which. I mean, R.I.P. Dwayne Haskins. I thought he he could have had some potential in the league, and he was a first round first round draft pick by the Commanders back in 20, 2019. So or twenty eighteen. So like I said there's the and then you got Justin Fields. You know, Justin Fields went. You know, Nate as you have you as you've seen in the last couple of years as a Bears fan. I I think he's I think he's slowly turning the page on being a. Uh, a bad quarterback I think I think give him next year he's he's gonna have a breakout year and I've I've been so high on Justin Fields because I I like him I like I like what he did uh, at Ohio State and and uh and his and his uh ambitions and his drive so I really hope CJ Stroud can wherever CJ Stroud lands up um I hope that he can deliver that same uh that that same message and mentality so as we continue on with the show Nate, we talk about the biggest part of the year, and we're in the month, and uh, it's right around the corner. So March Madness. I know we don't talk too much about, you know, college basketball on the show, and I, I, I tend to, and I, and I, and this is where I lack because I, I think college basketball is something that should be talked about. I think all sports should be something, something we should talk about, um, but. It's hard to it's hard to talk about multiple different sports when they're happening in different seasons. Like baseball, baseball spring training is just now starting up. So, I mean, we we don't really follow soccer at all. I mean, we can tell you about soccer, but we don't we don't really follow it like game for game and stuff. But 
you know, we talk about we follow the NBA too and all that good stuff. But you know, we we talk about college basketball though because it's it's been the center focus for um, I guess it's since the beginning of, the, of its season, and now we're getting down to the the tournament, Nate, and there are there are a few teams that are that are on the bubble. And uh, if if some of you guys don't know what the bubble means, the bubble basically means teams that are could be the first four in or the or the first the the last the last team in. So um, a couple teams, Nate, that I've been I've been seeing that could be the last four in or Mississippi State, Nevada, Wisconsin, Penn State. Uh, the first four out, what they're saying is Arizona State, North Carolina, Michigan, Utah State. And then the last four buys would be USC, Boise State, West Virginia, Auburn. And then next four out would be Oklahoma State, Clemson, Charleston, and Oregon. So, like I said, I know we don't know too much about what's going on, but I, I can tell you right now that the number one seeds are going to be Alabama. You're going to have Purdue as a, as the East seed, number one. You're going to have Kansas, and you're – and you're probably you're gonna have Houston. Um, so those are gonna be those are gonna be your your number one seeds. And Nate, I don't know how much you followed the college basketball realm, but you know, given given we're kind of in the the radius of Big Ten, you know, you got IU, Purdue, Ohio State, Michigan State, um, Purdue, Nate has has played their best basketball this year and given the fact that they aren't the most athletic team um they have a standout player in Zach Eady who has been their leading scorer pretty much every game since since after the the Christmas break so they I I think that this this Purdue team like I I think well I think well they like I said they might not be most athletic, but they got some shooters on their team. Um, we we talked about uh, Mason um, uh, is a Mason Mason uh, Gillies, um, a guy who had nine three pointers in one game. So this this Purdue team and and I like I like Coach Painter. He's a guy who's been there for a long time. He's got a lot of experience. He played at Purdue, and um, you know he's. This is, I mean, he's he's shown why his team deserves to be in that number one seed and why, and why they can't win a championship this year. So, Nate, I mean, I, if I had to pick an early on prediction, um, to win to to win the whole thing, honestly, I as much as as much as I've been riding with with this. Uh, I don't know. I, I, for me, I, I like, I like Purdue, but I really think that Houston, I think Houston deserves to win it this year. And as we saw, excuse me, one second. As we saw, Houston, they're they're in their conference. They're number one in the American Athletic. They're twenty eight and two. They've only lost two games, and they've they've had they've had a lot of of key key wins. And you you go back, you go. I mean, you go all the way back. They they beat an Oregon team. They beat 
They beat St. Mary's, who who is a tough competitor in that in that West Coast conference with Gonzaga. I mean, they fell to they fell to Alabama, which Alabama, as we as we've credited, Alabama is the number one team in the or number two team in the in the country. But they've dominated their conference. They've they they got a lot of um of large margin victories, Nate. And I and I was I was watching something on TV that um this Houston team they've they've already they've already won their they've already won their regular season uh um American Athletic Conference title but now it's time for their conference tournament Nate, I, I I'm a big fan of <clears throat> Kelvin Sampson <clears throat> I'm a big fan of Kelvin Sampson their head coach um a guy who's he's who's been there since 2014 I mean he coached in the league he coached at IU a little bit and Nate, I, I think this I think you're gonna start seeing. I mean, he's got a couple he's got a couple uh American Athletic Conference championships under his belt. Nate, I, I, I like I like Houston. I don't know who your prediction is, but for me it's the Houston Cougars. Um I just I think they're the probably the more stellar team in this in this tournament. I don't think there's no way they're gonna get stopped. Yeah, Pete. No, I agree. Um the top four teams are Pretty inter- inseparable. I mean, I know right now Purdue is ranked fifth, and UCLA slipped into the fourth spot ahead of them. So maybe that changes a little bit. But this year in college, I mean, I don't, I don't know the player names like I do in like NBA and all these others. I haven't been following college basketball as hard, but recently I have, due to the fact you know we do live in the good old state of Indiana and their two biggest rivalry games, IU and Purdue have happened in the past three weeks, which IU has beaten Purdue who was sitting at the top of the rankings twice. Yeah. We We saw that. Yeah. So this is, this year has been very unexpected. This is probably the most different year of college basketball I've ever seen. Because you don't, I don't think there's a clear cut winner. There's no team that's a clear cut favorite. Everyone has a chance. Hell, there's people predicting Creighton to win it all. There's people <laughs> predicting Tennessee, and that's not taken away from them. It's just you would never think of them to win it based on where their ranking is. It's just matchups. And that's why this is the most lit time of the year. March Madness is nuts. We're going to see a bunch of buzzer beaters and stuff, and I would stay tuned. Nah, man, the team that I think, honestly, that could make a run is I like IU, man. I like the Hoosiers. There's something about them, man. Yeah, yeah, Tracy Jackson Davis is good. They got guards and stuff that are good. I mean, they're good. If I, It does depend on what Hoosiers team shows up. They did lose by 20 points to Iowa at Iowa this week. It's it's a pretty bad loss, and they lost to Northwestern a week ago. So every team is taking losses right now. Houston's lost twice. Uh, They're 28 and two. They're doing well, and then every other team is inseparable. So honestly, Pete, I I would say Hoosiers. I I would rather take a four or a four to eight seed right now over the one and three seeds right now, just due to the fact the one seeds are going to have to go through a really hard tourney to get back. And you were talking about like the first four out and the fourth or first four in 
the fact that Michigan and North Carolina are out, you know we're in a different era of college basketball because when have we ever said North Carolina hasn't made the tournament? I don't think – It's never. And and what's crazy is that this is probably the first time – first time ever that Duke Duke won't be ranked. And Kentucky – I mean, Kentucky is barely hanging in, but – you know, there's been a lot of talks about John Calipari might be taking the, the Texas job. And don't get me wrong, Texas had a lot of stuff going on with their former head coach. And I think uh, I think there's a lot you could take away from it, Nate. And I, you could talk extensively. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, you can talk extensively about it. And I I truly believe that, I mean, you talk about IU and um, – and what they're what they've been capable of, Mike Mike Woodson, a guy who coached in the league and and was a um, was was a coach for IU or played at IU back in the back in the early days. But I mean, he said he said in an interview uh, after that second after they beat uh, Purdue uh, last week, he said. So it's one thing that he said, he said, we get off the bus at Purdue and he said, everybody's hating us. Everybody, nobody likes us. And I, and I don't get, and I, I wouldn't deny it. I think rivalry game, um, um, rivalry games are, that's, that's just how that is. But, um, but I mean, you talk about that, like this Purdue IU matchup and it's, and it's, it's been in favor of, of IU both games. <clears throat> they won down at Assembly Hall and they won up in a hostile environment in Mackey Arena and uh, aided by a, a really uh, good second half. And you talk about Trace Jackson Davis, who didn't really have a – who's kind of been like their leading score most of the year. He didn't really do too hot in that last Purdue game. But Jalen uh, Jalen Hood's uh, uh, Safino, a guy who we've been watching – who I've been watching all year long uh, closely – this guy had like 30 points against Purdue in that last matchup. I mean, he is a clutch shooter and it's good that they, that they were able to recruit a talented star like him. But Nate, like I, I I do believe that, you know, a dark horse team like IU could, could run the tables and that's just it. There's too much pressure on these, these one, two and three seeds because these, they have to play, they have to play these, these hungry, 14, 15, 16, uh, uh, 16 C teams. And we saw what happened last year when Kentucky or Kentucky got beat by um, St. Peter's and, uh, you know, University of Maryland, Baltimore County a few years back beat Virginia. So, I mean, the pressure is always on Purdue or Oral Roberts beat Ohio State in the COVID year. So, like I said, the pressure is going to be on regardless. And I don't think there's going to be any sort of takeaway from that. I think that um, I, I think that the your your middle your middle seed teams your 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 five six seven eight seed teams are going to be the ones that are going to um, be playing their hardest the 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 Marquettes the the um, the the Georges the Clemsons I mean those those guys like that who who are going to be in that let's say who are going to be in the middle the Tennessees the Texas I mean um, these are the guys that are going to have to. Uh, step up and play while the number one seed, the number one through four seeds are going to be just kind of hopefully trying to coast their way through. And it's never easy. Um, and we, we've seen it send to these Cinderella teams that make it in. And uh, another team that I've been watching Nate from the, um, from the Missouri Valley conference is uh, Bradley university. 
they're they're probably going to be in as a 15 seed, but you know they won their conference this year. This is the first time, and and they said it's probably about the first time in 20 years that Bradley's won their uh, Missouri Valley Conference, um, and they were 24 and 18. Coach Wardle, he's been there for a long time. Um, he's these this team that this team was in the tournament about two or three years ago, and they they got knocked out in the first round, but. You know, watch out for these these mid major teams because these mid major teams can um, can do some damage. Creighton, Marquette, um, you know, like I said, Brad Bradley, Murray State has 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 had good good uh, good past time, and um, you know, you might look at a couple of these conference USA teams, some of these athletics uh, these uh, these athletic Sun conference teams, and um, these Big East teams too. So, a lot a lot to watch for and. As selection Sunday will will be coming up in a couple weeks, conference uh, conference tournaments will be starting this week. So you'll have Big Ten, ACC, SEC, Pac twelve, uh, American. I think American American already had theirs, or, or American will be having theirs. But I know there's been a couple conference tournaments happening already. So Nate, a lot to watch for. And I'm sure you can probably take my word for it that the the top seeds have the most pressure. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It so, is true. That is so true. So, like I said, there's just a lot, a lot to watch for in the college basketball realm uh, in the coming in the coming days. Let's see if there's anything coming your way today. So, today... I think today for most teams it's it's senior day, so you're gonna have basically all your teams, all your conference teams playing against each other. Um, two o'clock it'll be 11th ranked Kansas State versus West Virginia. 23rd ranked Kentucky versus Arkansas. Third ranked Kansas versus ninth ranked Texas. Eighth ranked Arizona versus number fourth ranked UCLA. Second ranked Alabama versus twenty fourth ranked Texas A and M. Iowa State versus seventh ranked Baylor. Uh, Providence Friars. You can also catch the uh, Saint John's. They'll be taking on the sixth ranked Marquette, another team we were, we were just talking about. Twelfth ranked Tennessee versus Auburn. The Louisville Cardinals taking on thirteenth ranked Virginia. Twenty second ranked TCU versus Oklahoma. 25th ranked Pitt versus 16th ranked Miami. Butler will be taking on Xavier, 19th ranked Xavier. 14th ranked UConn versus Villanova. And it'll be Wyoming taking on the Aztecs, ranked 18th of San Diego State. So next week we'll have more about conference tournaments. We'll probably have a better glimpse of who who's going to be fully into the tournament and who's go- who will who will be playing who. We'll know that on Selection Sunday. But for now, Nate, is there anything you want to leave us with? Yeah. Leave your comments on who you think is your guys' early predictions on who you think is going to win the tournament. We'd like to get more involved with our listeners and find out what you guys would like to talk about. If there's a certain sport or topic, just – Leave a comment, a message, and we'll get back to you. We love doing it. And I'm sure Nate and I will be putting out our brackets this year, so we'll we'll give you guys our early predictions on 
who we're who we think so <laughs> who we think so win. Listen, man, I I come close every year. I I somehow get the final four, and I might I might get the championship team wrong, or I might you know a lot of things go into it. But I I create at least twenty brackets, so I think this year I'm gonna keep it down to like five. And I'm gonna just roll with it. There's been a couple times where I've just let ESPN pick it for me, and they've they've been on the money. But you know, I want to make sure I get that perfect bracket to where, um, you know, no upset or where where I could pick up pick my early upsets and go from there. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. So, with that being said, we want to thank everybody for listening to today's show, and we will catch you guys back here next weekend. So, thanks for tuning in, and Nate. See you guys. We'll catch you catch you guys later. We would like to thank everyone for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to like us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram for more news and updates. We'll see you guys back here next weekend on the Money Shot Sports Podcast.